We are going up. Episode 190, Laird and Wicklow Talking Points podcast. And to mark the promotion, all talking points, all 24, ah, maybe I might squeeze 25 of them, are up for free for everyone to listen to. So, without further ado, Oasis. Yes, let me decipher that. that I was in the um, press box recording that out the window. Probably, I just got tail end of it. Um, under me, right down from me, into the right hand side is the clubhouse, and that's where the loud dressing room was, and that's where they were bellowing out, "We are going up! We are going up!" The, the second song, I don't know, I didn't know what it was, but yeah, so that echoed around the whole amphitheater, the empty amphitheater of Ockram after the game. And uh, it was just brilliant. It was pr- just brilliant day. Oh, like I don't know. It was brilliant. But then uh, look at that. I'll get into it in the talking points. But it, there was a job there to be done, and we did that job, whether it was satisfactory or not. We got the job done, and that's all you want. Um, just to keep to keep on going on. Um, as usual, I'll have, the, I'll have the flow of the game. We won't be hearing from Mickey Hart or anyone. Yeah, because that uh, ongoing row that's kind of escalated uh, has gone forward to the GPA. Because of the GPA, we won't hear um, the lads. Um, and let me see uh, where will I go then. We'll go down to twenty-five. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna squeeze twenty-five talking points. Usually you get two for free, but we're gonna play the full twenty-five talking points for you. Um, and hopefully then maybe you might sign up on the back because it's gonna be a big big week of build up. Uh, the miners are playing on the Saturday. That's going to clash. So we might do something on like that as well separately. And then we have a league final to look forward to. Limerick, will they be sniffing revenge? We're back to Crow Park. Um, all great things. Just an amazing, an amazing year, an amazing turnaround. But um, yeah, so let's get into it. Flow the game. Well, first of all, the team that started, and it was more or less the team that... that that played last week against Antrim. Um, Ryan Bourne comes off after 15 minutes against Antrim. Darren Alley comes in. And that's the way the team kind of was for the, for the rain of that match. Um, James Callaghan goes. Donald McKenney, Bevan Duffy and Dan Corcoran in the full back line. Um, Leonard Gray was right half. Maybe he was left half, was he? He was left half. Colin McKeever was right half. And Niall Sharkey in centre half. Um and then no actually Leonard Gray wearing number 7 was right half in the middle of the field Tommy Dornan and John Clutterbuck their latest news midfield partnership that continued on again this week Liam Jackson on the right wing um, wearing number um, 7 I think was on on the was being marked by number 7 and Samuel Roy in the 40 and Craig Lennon wearing number 13 was on the left wing Darren McConnell was in the, the right corner Kieran Downey and then Darren Alley in the left corner then as well that's the way we lined out that's the way we played and I mentioned but the second last name I mentioned Kieran Downey he was so sharp so neat so tidy early on and we kind of needed that because we were a little bit uh, not that we were nervous, but there's a sense of pressure there. You know, we just we, like obviously the results went away, but we didn't know that at the time. And uh, I, I talked about it during the week how awkward uh, Wicklow were going to be as opponents, and they actually were they were better than I thought. They really put it up to loud today. I know we won by seven points in the end, but they were awkward. 
they weren't kind of helpful hosts at all really they were a bit unpleasant they were they made it difficult at times and shook us at times and at the start of the game they were very very awkward uh, only for Downey he gave Tom Moore the run around really inside the wearing number 5 he went back into full back um, Nicky Deverall just to go on the matchups we talked about that during the week the Dublin All-Ireland former All-Ireland winner with Dublin he went right out to centre half to pick up Sam Dean Healy actually wearing number 9 but is a half forward all his career played against Laird half forward he went on to the 40 and Mark Kenny kind of went into the corner forward position leaving big Kevin Quinn in a full forward as well so a few changes here and there around their team also as well Um Obviously, Colin Kelly was there. They would have known Laird from that. And uh, Kevin McDade, he's still involved with the backroom team there. I got a chance to chat with him. Um, so he's still doing... He did, did a quite good job in terms of statistics and now working on the analysis for Wicklow. They had the homework done. And they were, like like I said, they were worthy opponents. Like And um, look, they, might, they, have a, they have a young team. They might just bounce straight back up from Division 4 under their... The new management of Alan Costello and Gary Duffy. But enough about them. More about Kieran Downey. Really sharp. Really neat. Just swivelled and quick turns on the half step. Really efficient. Really, really um, quick turns. You know, they weren't like cumbersome. They were snappy. They were rapid in turns. He gets three points in the first five minutes. You know, three one and Darren Alley's club mates linking up with him well at the, as well. He's at the end of the move and he's the kind of player you want at the end of these moves. Um, and when three one ahead, Kenny got a point for them. Mark and he's experienced play. He would have played against Laird also. Um, under Kel- under Colin Ke- when Laird played uh, Wicklow under Colin Kelly in Parnell Park, and then um, the corner back comes up and levels it. Uh, O'Keen uh, come up the field, swivel and fired it over. Then Downey gets his fourth fourth and final point of the half. Colin McKeever being the launch pad. Then again, then four all Quinn the full four gets a mark. And then they take the lead for the first time in the game uh, in the 90th minute. Kenny, that man again. 5 all with the Samuel Roy free. They get another free to take the lead. Um, Owen Darcy, one of those young players, he put wearing 11, pushed into the corner. He's tidy, tidy footballer. Um, but then Downey, lovely. No one of those... Those moves now that you see a lot is the inside forward coming out, leaving the space behind him, nose is there. The person giving the hand pass knows where he wants to be. He gives that uh, gives that run, gives that impression where he's coming out, and then jolts back into that space. Liam Jackson reads it. Downey plays it perfectly. Plays the corner back so well, and ball is played in lovely left hand actually by Liam Jackson into his pat into Downey's pat, and he finishes it. So after missing one in the first in the first game against Leash, he turns it around twenty eight minutes. And we needed that goal. We needed that just chance to breathe. And put that put us one five to six ahead. They responded through Darcy, made it one five to seven. Sam boomed over free at the end of the half to make it one six seven. But we needed that breathing space. They get a man black carded just before, just in the stroke of half time. So the first ten minutes of the second half, JP Horley, their midfielder, was going to be out. Um, and they done they done well. They hung on. Darcy gets another free to make it down to a point. Then Tommy gets a good score. Darren Alley gets a score. Possibly is it that is first loud point? Not too sure. If you know, let me know. Um, one eight to nine. Quinn gets another point. Then we just kind of we get we get back to fifteen aside. Funnily enough, and it works in our favour. They're kind of a little bit exhausted, 
and then Sam Mulroy kind of just guides us through this path. Through this path, um, gets a free, gets a forty-five after a goal chance. Um, it was it was kind of it was a funny it was a funny kind of stoppage save. Um, Jackson then gets a point from play, making one eleven to nine, and Sam gets a point from from play. Make a one twelve to nine, six points advantage. Darcy comes back with another free. Then Colin McKeever gets a great point running running again. Oh, and there's provides the finish this time. Kenny gets his fourth and final point. And then a quick free in the sixty second minute. The game is at a slumber fest, and Lauro kind of awakened by this quick free from Darcy to Kevin Quinn, who finishes just inside the post. Um, actually, I just missed a, a huge talking point um, just before half time. Someone was injured and and and. Uh, we replaced him in his specialised position. We're going to talk about that in the talking points. Probably the main talking point of the entire day, um, even ahead of the promotion, was the the, the injury and the substitution just before half time, which we will talk about. But um, Tommy responds. Tommy um, gets his second. Uh, yeah, he gets his second point of the half, and Sam gets a free just to just to steady us again. One fifteen to one eleven. Zach Cullen comes up the field and kicks a good point. In fairness to him. From half back, Sam gets another forty-five. Alan Dillon, their sub, clips over a point, and then Tom Jackson and a breakaway goal. Loads of them queuing up, but Tom took the initiative, took the pass. Uh, I think it's from Owen Callahan and buried a two sixteen to one thirteen. And Kieran Bourne, as he threatened to do just before the, uh, just before that, and while right after he came on uh, a couple of shots, but he did get a, a score in the finish. To make it two seventeen to one thirteen, no doubt about it. Eleven points loud finish on in the league. We dropped only three points in those two games, and we pushed on to get promoted. Here's Mickey Hart. No, we won't be hearing from Mickey Hart or any players. Might get them maybe during the week, but um, that uh, has been the flow of the game. And I suppose we're going to get straight in now to the talking points. Okay, because they're they're all free, all the talking points are free. Um, there's no, they're not in any order. I usually keep the kind of juicy ones for after the first two, because you usually get the first two for free. But um, just going to go in any order I have here in front of me. And um, the first talking point I have, uh, maybe I might lead with that. It, it's just a little bit anticlimactic, <laughs> you know. Maybe it was all that last week. It was the kind of performance and the focus and the drive to win that match made today just a little bit anticlimactic we didn't play overly well we kind of played within ourselves uh, we played above ourselves at times the opposition were, were awkward and then they were poor and then you know and the fact that we kind of more or less won the promotion last week there was more in it a sense of achievement uh, more of a triumph then the game was a bit of a procession in the end by winning by seven points um, it wasn't really a game in the second half. I know they got that late goal, the quick free, um, the Kevin Quinn, and he buried the goal. We never looked like losing, and uh, it just—it just kind of like it was kind of dragged out promotion because you kind of knew that we weren't going to lose for one, um, and then we kind of knew that we're going to get promoted, and then we kind of knew that Limerick and Fermanagh weren't really going to draw. Like I know for man, I could have drawn with with Limerick, and wouldn't have put it past him. But you kind of thought everything would have, were more or less up. But that trepidation going there, and you're, you're kind of surrounded by that, and thinking, oh, it might go away, and that kind of made it a little bit anticlimactic, you know, compared to last week, the joy coming out of Ardy, even the win away in Vermana, 
Um, but maybe that's just talking point number two. We're very unloud, like, there was no chance of an upset, no smell of a shock, no self-destruct button, very business-like. Players were focused to a certain degree. I know they raised the levels, like you're not playing in a final and you're not playing, I suppose... With your life depending on it, and we're we weren't we're sometimes dragged down to their lower level, uh, but it's business like like. Downey gets us off on the right foot. Sam guides us, and then we seal it with the subs. Impact off the bench. Tom Jackson with his first goal in red. So that that's that's talking about number two. Talking about number three, I do like to squeeze a weather one in, and I suppose the weather blossomed like Louds League campaign like. The wind and hail in RD against Leash, the absolute torrential wind and hailstones and storm in Limerick, the awkward coldness in Longford in the Midlands, and then it's just kind of last week sunny, this week is pure and utter sunshine in Nirvana, really. Um, so that's the league campaign in the middle of the March, kind of summed up. Talk about number four, this man got one four, Kieran Downey. Like, <coughs> It's unreal. Like you asked the chap to play in the wing and play that donkey role, and he did it. Um, asking to play link man, and he does it. Asking to play the sweeper, and he does it. Did it in time. Asking to be that inside forward, and he did it. So a bit of a Swiss Army knife, really. You know, wherever you play him, he does the job. Um, he could probably take freeze as well. Um, just pure excellence from Kieran Downey, you know, from the Blues Club, and that was, I'd say, it was his highest tally for Loud. He was sharp. He more or less kind of settled us and won that game early on. You're looking for someone to do it. Samuel Roy's been bottled up and been targeted. Um, we needed someone else to step up, and this time it was Kieran Downey, and it was just really, really good points as well. I mean, left one behind too, but it was just sharp. Like uh, I'm trying to emphasise that the the way he just got away from his marker, decelerated, swivelled on the half turn, lightning quick, get the shot away really fast, and give the defender no chance of getting near him and getting near the shot. And uh, yeah, one four. Like it's it's a nice tally to rack up within within 28 minutes of football, you know. And uh, hopefully he grow on and, and better for that because you know we need that scoring kind of influence in the squad and uh, Kieran Downey was just a tonic today for that the Newtown Blues man <laughs> talking about number 5 Conal again this loud team is just uh, full of confidence and Conal McKeever is one of those players full of confidence he's demanding the ball he's getting in the face of opponents he's getting the opposition supporters riled up even though there wasn't that many of the opposition today but um, yeah just really good performance from Conal he capped it off with a point um, then talking point number six our tackling is unreal you know no real soft free maybe one soft free but or silly free I suppose but just the tackling the swarming the, the boxing out getting three lads around the player was just really good and then not happy then just to let it go um, we we always kind of get get away from it it was just just really good tackling team um, I must do like you see the, the coaching in us you must do the, do the belief of the players of the world of God they must do the, the likes of Mickey and Gavin looking on like massively as well to see stuff like that coming out there and just working itself out on the field after putting in that work in Darver over the winter um, so like that tackle just unreal but then still still a bit of a lingering doubt 
in defensively does this is talking point number seven so say looking ahead defensively like you know <coughs> their their whole full forward line scored they are, they I think they finished in one ten the full forward line switched off for the goal um let uh, Mark Kenny get four points. Got four points in play. Didn't realize they're off in play. You know, and he's a, he's a good player. He's he's um, he, he's like experienced and what have you. But look at I'd be thinking in Division Four, and even even the the championship. Like, well, will I, will I know Carlo are there also in Division Four team. But Kildare, if you look, if you get past Carlo, like you know, they'll they'll pose serious challenge. They they, they kicked did they kick twenty four points last week against Monaghan. Still up, still got relegated though. But just defensively, you know, um, Gerald Brown was ill today, so he 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 didn't make the bench. So we're short again on on defenders. Um, so just yeah, defensively, you just worry there um, about having to cover, having lads back fit, and um, just taking on higher opposition, which we will be when we see the development in these players in the next couple of seasons as well hopefully at that higher level too and there's other players then as well to come in um, I suppose talking about number 8 is all the happy loud mothers out there um, goes without saying you know um, they would have really really wanted a loud win today and any loud mother worth her salt was in Ockram today being spoiled and being uh, chauffeured the whole way down and then taken out for, for tea on the way home Um or a bit of steak and chips, I don't know. But um yeah, so all the mothers all the loud mothers out there, I'd say can be only delighted with the, with that talking point number eight. Talking point number nine, and this is becoming a real um this is becoming a real kind of highlight of loud. Every game is a highlight reel. And it's not a sharky intercepting. He reads it so well. He sits back in the pocket at six and comes back and it's usually where he's kinda arcing his body and it, the ball is coming up high he kind of takes it in his chest shoulder nearly on his uh, on his kind of collarbone just takes them high up there in, after intercepting a, a foot pass I think he nearly lets he goads the, the um, he goads the opposition to kick it kind of sneaks crouches low and then comes back and goes high so <laughs> crouching tiger hidden shark I suppose that that's talking point number nine um, see, this is the stuff you miss out on when you, when you don't sign up. This randomness. Talking about number ten. <coughs> excuse me. Talking about number ten. And this is not random. This is not good. This is talking point number ten, and it's James Peach Calif's injury. Um, number four, the cornerback comes up the field. Where's my notes? What's his name? Comes up the field and he goes. Malachy Stone. Um. Hell of a name, related to Father Stone. He whips the ball across a shot, but it goes across right in the path of Ushin Cullen. And he uh, was bearing down a goal, like right on in, in front of the goal. And Peach makes a good tackle intervention block. I don't know what way. It's just an awkward kind of uh, meeting the bodies, I suppose. Wicklow calling for a penalty. I don't know whether it was a penalty. I think Peach, the goalkeeper, usually get the benefit of the doubt for blocking, tackling, dispossession, a certain goal. But he stayed down for a long time afterwards and it didn't look good at the time. And then you see him come out with it in a in a sling at half time. You see him actually wrapping the jersey kind of under him, under the elbow. 
Um, so hopefully he's okay. Hopefully he's not too serious. Maybe it's his a- an elbow. Maybe it's his shoulder. Maybe it popped out. Maybe it's dislocation. Maybe it's a broken shoulder. Maybe it's just a bad bang. You know. And hopefully he'll be back um, because he's he's kind of he's very 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 much part of what we're doing and and the turnaround in the league um, fortunes. I might actually go through that during the week. Top five or six reasons why we got promoted um, on the Patreon. Um, so like was there a case of not playing him today do you not play him do you give Mar and Marconini those minutes um, he, he'll benefit from the from the from the minutes he did get um, Pete was taken off when was that 32nd minute so just before half time so he gets a good warm up at half time through with Steve Williams Martin McEnany and then comes out and plays a full second half about one kind of little moment, but he was fairly secure. His kickouts were good, led to the second goal. <coughs> but um, Peach's injury is just a massive kind of downer on the day, and it's the major talking point. Because now we have to look for another goalie come into the panel. Do you go and look for an outfield player again? Is there players ready lined up? Do you go and pick off that under twenty squad? Do you go um, Josh Finley, Dylan Cassidy does under twenty goalies? Um, I know Fionn McQuillan was in training with them, the loud minor goalie, uh, and they played this Saturday, so that's probably not an option. But it's just, <clears throat> you know, you, maybe you see now why teams carry three goalkeepers, you know. Does Fergus Sheikhi get a call up? Does Niall Carey come back into the reckoning? Is there other goalies there? Is there, like I said, outfield players? Is there players within the squad that might not um, be featuring? Um, and our outfield players that could go in and do a job in the goals like there's a number of candidates there would be fairly handy like um, place kickers and um, players that are used to striking the ball off the ground and then maybe there's lads that were goalkeepers of the year to maybe play soccer in goals um, but it's an outfield player you're looking for in Crow Park next week that you want to mobile move around push up into that space and come out off the line um, and just get us going as well, and then being impeccable. Like it's a lot of it's a lot of high skilled kind of things you need. But the peach injury is just an absolute killer, absolute killer from today. And that's probably the main talking point. That's the thing I missed in the flow of the game. Kind of kept it for this because it's just oh, it's a massive, massive, massive loss. Um, James Peach Calif that injury. Um, and talking about number eleven, it's another injury. You know, we had Ryan Barnes wasn't there <coughs> through injury. You have well, as far uh, what I'm looking at, say, with Peach out now, that that leaves us with eight fellas off a panel of say forty that are injured. So what's that? One fifty a panel is injured. You know, Kiki Keenan, Colin McCall, Anthony Williams, Connor Early, Brian Bourne, Dermot Campbell, Sean Murray, Peach Calif. You know, probably missing, probably missing one there. It seems, I don't know, it could be missing someone there. But um, yeah, it's just another injury, another um, another kind of another niggle, you know. Well, I suppose it's that kind of it goes with the therapy territory of the long campaign and all the seven games in nine weeks. I think it was we worked out. We said at the start. I asked during the week how many players we used in the panel. and was in that podcast um, during the week. We used twenty nine players through this campaign. You know, I, there was a couple of lads that didn't play. That I thought might get a run. Peter McStravick came back into the bench. Um, uh, the other one was Gabriel Bell. He hadn't played, and obviously Jared Byrne missed out. So 
those players I thought he would have got a, got 30 players but yeah, look at there's still time there's still a league game but with one fifth of the panel injured you can see why he carries that panel of 40 you know like uh, Mickey Gavin we kind of like looked at why is he bringing such a big panel lads want to be involved so why not have them there um, and have that big panel ready for days like this and uh, injury kind of injury kind of I would just say it's, it's just goes with it part of the course when you're playing high intensity games and you're going on a promotion push um, and so many games in a, in, a, in a short amount of time you're going to have these injuries and that kind of wastage of kind of bodies so look at the the, the, the squad has coped well so far but um, you don't like to see that either. you like to see them clean cleared up hopefully we'll have more back ready for Limerick this Saturday. Talk about number 12 was the black card. We never really pushed on. It was one all in that black card period, that 10 minutes after half time. Never really pushed on, but uh, Tommy Dornan gets the point. But we probably, um, we probably look to be kind of maybe tiring them out. They played the 14 in that sun and kind of exhausted them, kept it tight ourselves. Um, and we kind of pushed on then after that. But we did, talking about number 13, we did fall asleep. It was a little bit lacklustre. It was a funny game. It was competitive, but it was just a funny game where we were kind of sleepwalking through it. You know, we're always comfortable. We're all like, kind of like a, a lion playing with a mouse, you know, just kind of petting it and just kind of not fully doing the job and pulling it away and giving the mouse maybe a chance to escape. And, it just made for kind of a weird kind of occasion, but we did fall asleep. You know, we were a mess. We did miss goal chances. We kicked, kicked a couple short, as well as two wide in the first half and six in the second. So I think we finished with six or seven or eight wides and a couple short where we should have kicked them over the bar. And some bad shot selection, just indecisiveness, you know, when you're not, when you're kind of falling asleep. Talk about number 14 was Dan Corcoran's uh, defending. Ball gets played long and a little bit high, but should be taken by the corner forward. Um, I think it was Kenny at the time. But uh, Dan Corcoran does so well. Really nice piece of defending. Just climbs up, palms the ball, breaks the momentum of the ball in the foot pass and breaks it down to his own pattern and gathers it up and then gets laid on the way again so that's just that was a really nice piece of defending and skill from the Geraldine's Ger- man in a cornerback talk about number 15 was the buses the buses were there laid on the bus we the supporters bus so I think there was a bus in Kilkerley as well um, there so that was the buzz you know we're, it's great to see these like we didn't have supporters buses going down to games after the early part of the season but now they're back and loud people are enjoying the football. There's more loud people there today than Wicklow people. You know, that's the place where we do not want to go back to. The likes of um, what we've seen in Wicklow today where their home following was out, out supported by the by um, visitors. We're on the way up now. And that's that's Those are the doldrum days that we won't, don't want to see again. Like the likes of going down to Division 4 or Division 3. So we want that bus going every week when loads of buses going we want that buzz back getting the supporters back getting it like a really good thing and a good experience good entertainment be going down and watching Laird play down across the country you know and being proud Laird I'm proud to be watching Laird all over the country as well so in Division 2 we're back up there with the big boys talk about number 16 
that is Owen Callahan. Great to see Owen Callahan back. He can play anywhere. I referenced that maybe he could be the man that could go on goals as well before Peach. Um, he's back and was lively. A little bit obviously showing a few little signs of rust, but class footballer um, back and looking fit and uh, getting on the end of balls and getting on an awful lot of possession, playing on the wing. And he just, you know, he came in for um, Darren Alley and he gets on the load of ball on Callan. The ball's just a magnet to him. He's that sort of player, you know, so the space is. But just overall, in the personal kind of look, it's great to have on Callan back in fit and be in the reckoning now. Will he be a starter the next day in Crow Park? for that final that's I don't know that's another talking point talking about number 17 and this is if you're going to watch live for the first time or the last time we now have a real identity obviously we're a hard working team that goes without saying that's a trait but our identity now is really a counter attacking team with legs with pace and with drive that was apparent yet again so for Mickey to do that that's talking about number 17 that just we have an identity now and it's very visible and clear for all to see. Like Tom Jackson comes in off the bench from McConnell inside forward. Kieran Bourne goes into Clutterbuck and uh, <coughs> it's just pace coming off the bench. Legs, driving runs, killing the opposition. Craig Lennon gets about his business really, really well, really tidily. He's really improving. Like just like a like a playing like a like a veteran. You know, John Clutterbuck as well in midfield, but purely for legs. Tommy Dornan can drive up that field as well. Lena Gray, Sharky and Colin McKeever from that half-back line again. You know, we're just bounding and playing with real, real counter-attacking. Really, really potent counter-attack as well. That's how we finished them off with that goal. Um, talking point number 18. Um, it's the momentum. It's still rolling. We're rolling all and all and all. We're going... We won f- um, another game. We go to Crow Park next. Everyone gets a day out. It's a final. So it's just that momentum. That's talking about number 18. It keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. Talking point number 19. Can I talk about it? Can I talk about it? Um, promotion, the P word, yeah. I can say that now, promotion. But Division 2. You know, me, Dublin, Kildare, Derry. Limerick, Clare, us and Cork, like yes, and uh, we had three home games this year. Do we, do we get three next year? And would would we must have um, Cork at home because we played them away the last time. So nice ho- Cork at home, maybe Clare home. Cause I know we went to Ennis the last time we played them in Division Two. We take Limerick at home after beating them away this year. So that's three long trips cut out. We played Derry away the last time on the way in, way in Cairns. Then a nice little trip to Mead. Then we tipped down to Kildare to Newbridge. That's Grant. So that's logistically no bother. And in Dublin, we'll, 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 uh, we'll ramp up that. Uh, we'll sell out Crow Park for the spring series um, to kick it off, kick off the new season next year. So maybe a double header with ourselves, Dublin, Kerry, and maybe, you know, I don't know, Monaghan. So, this new, maybe if we get them home, a lot of people are saying get the Dubs and Darver. Um, look at it, it's just it's just Christmas, f- uh, effing brilliant to be to be. Um, my mother doesn't want me cursing, so I won't, especially in the county's Mother's Day. But isn't it brilliant? Like we're we're in the mix with these teams, these top sixteen teams, and look at I'm already I'm already plotting. I'm already plotting home and away games, four home games we can win. Um, we can stay up even as well, beat Limerick and Clare, we stay up in four points, maybe beat Mead, or we will beat Mead, and then get a big shock in the dubs who are vulnerable now at this stage. But yeah, so 
Division 2 next season, that's just the main talk about coming from this and we can actually make plans. We're playing Division 2 for 2023. Um, then talk about number 20 is the scenes after the game. You know, families, parents uh, of the players, supporters, loyal supporters that were there in Limerick that went, made that trip. Um, sunny day, loud players greeting loud supporters, get club mates getting photos in red, um, club members, club supporters seeing their own club man doing the business. Um, it's just really good and really nice to see. And usually you're looking and you're envious of other teams doing it, but today it was loud. And we did it last year in Carlow. There's a more sizable crowd today in Ockram. Um, so I just thought it was lovely, you know, to have that moment and like. Especially with the players, you, you don't really get near them now with, with uh, the way it's gone, uh, the, the professionalism of it and the COVID. So for have, to have all that, it was just class. It just thought it was really, really nice to have those lovely scenes. Um, talking point number 21, Samuel Roy. Um, 3.51 in this league campaign, seven campaigns, guides us over. Over the hump in this game, booms over freeze. I actually... He took one on the left hand on the left wing out of his hand and it was right behind the press box. And I didn't bloody record. I usually do record them. I have time to record them. I got I record the other ones. They're all on Instagram off the ground. The boomers from off the ground. Um, but it was a night I missed that one. So he, he sixty points, you know, in seven games. Another another game to go against Limerick. Works out at eight point five uh, points a game. You know, um, is it a, rec- a record? Um, it's some going, absolutely some going to be to be to be rasping over that like sixty sixty points in one year, you know he's so young as well. Like was he twenty two, twenty three, younger? Um, do you know to go with that sixty points, and he's cha- championship still to come and a, and a league final to come. You know you're talking. There he could get a thousand points. You see Buddy Franklin the other the other day getting a goal for uh, Sydney Swans. First thousand goal uh, in AFL and the whole <laughs> the whole place, the whole stadium ran out onto the field to to lift them up and down. Could could that be the likes in Sam in a couple of years' time? Um, talking about number twenty two, and it's always a, I always like to leave a question: five games in a row out of one. When was the last time we won five games in a row? Six games unbeaten. Is it Paddy Clark there when he was over? So was it that Eamon McInerney reign? Do you go right back to the fifties? I don't know, answers on a postcard or contact me directly at Loud and Proud. Talking point number 23 is the GPA silence. You know, it's it's funny, like, when you're, when you're driving up and down from these games, you get to hear the radio and news talk and RT. News talk, by the way, as well, and sports show. Done my head in, put on there. Oh, the, for the first time in the history, Johnny Ward from Off the Ball. First time in Loud's history doing back-to-back uh, promotions. So it's BS. You know, and then Sports Show obviously must be listening and tweet that out. It's completely bull. You know, it's really annoying. I see different articles as well about Loud and just stuff that's not like incorrect and spelling names wrong, like Kieran Bourne and Casey Bourne. You know, like, you know, simple things like that. They're the same player and other stuff like that. Just really annoying, like, uh, to be honest. But... Yeah, the GPA, you get to listen to all these things. Like, just fact check, or even get on to me and ask me. I have no bother telling you. But don't be 
don't be treating us like minnows because we're up there in Division 2. Treat us with a bit of respect and have us down right. If you're covering us, cover us right. Um, yeah, I do get annoyed. I, get, I do have a rant every so often. GPA as well. Uh, you hear it on the way on the way home. A couple of managers did speak. And the more the less managers I spoke, you do more traction, the more kind of highlight on the GPA was. There was, you know, so... Just wanted to get that out there, like you know, the fact that even Colin Corrigan said it to me on the way down, that you don't get quotes in the moment or reaction in the moment after this. Like it's it's history being made today. Now it got promoted. You look back in years to come. What what did the what did the lad say on the field? What did uh, Samuel Roy say in the field after he got promoted? We we don't know. We'll never know. You know, that's kind of gone, and that, that's the GPA's doing, so that's just kind of annoying. Um, talking point number 24 is Darren McCollin didn't have his best game, up steps Kieran Downey. Liam Jackson has a good game, Tom Jackson have a good game, um, Clutterbuck is off with a shooting, Kieran Bourne comes in and has a massive impact off the bench. Bench impact as well, that's usually a talking point as well. Dan Corcoran had one of his better days today as well. Leonard Gray was was more quieter than normal. Up steps Colin McKeever again. Tommy Doran was in and out of it but still kicked a couple of points. Craig Lennon's steady. It's just, lads are just, you know, last week Darren McConnell was top player and then he just, you know, you can't sustain it so another fella steps up. Just showing that evolution of our squad and the, the, the depth of it and the strength of it. Like I mentioned injuries and all that. But just show, that's a sign of a good team. That we are now a good team, you know, where some lads, and a team doesn't going well. Some lads aren't playing well, other, other players step up. It's not just the same player every week. Even Samuel Wright was, was uh, quite early on in the game, I think. Talking about Wiley even to get his first score that free um, after they took the lead, um, probably in 20 minutes into the game, 22, maybe 22 minutes into the game, he gets our first score, his first score, sorry, and, you know, but Kieran Downey led the line up until that point. You know, I mentioned last week in the extra talking points, those two boys are linking up so well, and uh, yeah, that, that was it. And talk point number 25, Tommy Dornan, the people's hero, the champion, um, Kick two really like leader leader points, you know. He gets our first point in the second half. He gets our first point after their goal in response, and he's a real leader on the field. Because for some reason, I don't know why, but you could hear everything today. You could hear him making hearts out and making calls. You could hear um, the goalkeeper uh, telling where he wanted to kick it. But you could see, hear Tommy talking to players, getting on to players, communicating with players. Bevan Duffy, but Tommy as well, a real leader there in the middle of the field, getting our shape together and really vocal. And maybe that was always there, but you just couldn't hear. But yeah, that is talking point number 25. That is all the talking points from today's Loud and Wicklow, Loud and Proud Talking Points podcast. Um, so thanks a million. Thanks for signing up. Thanks for support. Hopefully now you will sign up. Hear, hear those next week after the league final and hear all the preview during the week uh, to this big Limerick game. Um, just to finish, uh, just the local results. Um, all the finals have been well, more or less, uh, more or less in order. And there's a couple, maybe a little bit, uh, but I suppose what I'm trying to get at is most of the finals are ready to go for this week. Um, I think all the finals, all four finals, will be played in Darver this Friday night. But in the Sheila Cup final, 
The Mokdas are in the final again, having reached it last year. They're looking to win their first ever senior trophy. They'll take on the Newtown Blues, who've won the competition very regularly as well in the past. And we have a repeat of last year's Kevin Mullen final. Um, the Piercy against Len Emmett. The Piercy beat um, Lloyd after penalties. And uh, that was, that's it. That was a really good game. You know, when once it goes tight, the penalties like that, um, class. Uh, I love seeing the drama. That so the Bannon will either take on Dowdles Hill or Holland Gales in the the plate, the Kevin Mullen plate, and then the parents looking at the fixtures on LaurelGA.ie. Could Kerry look to be taking on the Feckins and Ardy and Roach for the the final four, and they are played on Tuesday night ahead of the final, which will be on on. Friday, the finals night on Friday. So yeah, that's it locally. Um, that's it nationally. Loud are going up. We are going up. You can hear the boys. I had them at the start and that's a lovely way to finish that we are going up to Division 2 for 2023. Um, and like credit to them, the enjoyment, you could see it like in the players that, you know, they've worked so damn hard. They've worked hard. They've studied hard. They've had to regroup. They've had to respond. They've had to do the hard, like actual winning as well and keep that like backing the training up with wins. It all counts for nothing if you don't don't get the wins and don't keep improving and performing and looking at your own game and being like, what would you say, critical thinker and analysis, analyzing yourself and getting the best out of yourself and you're putting yourself out there and putting the sacrifice into your into yourself and into the group, you know, and that's obviously apparent in getting that um, win. I knew there was a player I forgot. Oh, I love this. I always get these brainwaves just about to finish. So nine players missing. That man we're missing, Connor Grimes. How the hell do you miss Connor Grimes? But yeah, nine players out injured. You know, maybe 10 if you can't nail it. Um, so that's one quarter of the panel out injured. But yeah, so those boys have worked hard and trying. they're trying to get back into the panel. They're working really hard and it's just um, a, a credit clubs, credit to their families and their mothers on Mother's Day um, to get over the line and get loud, like up only dropping three points. Like who'd have thought after that dreadful game in Longford, after that horrendous loss in the opening day in RD, through all the wind and hail and rain that we'd be singing and dancing in the sunshine of Ockham. Um, it's, just, it's just brilliant I'm just so delighted Division 2 next season bring it on bring it on come on Laird well done thanks very much I'll chat to you during the week all the preview to the final final previews and probably something on those uh, finals on the Friday night so uh, do sign up patreon.com forward slash Laird and Proud if you're not a regular so- signer up or a subscriber thanks very much for listening and uh, uh, giving me the opportunity to, to kind of sell it to you because I'd love to have you on board, love to get you on the bandwagon as well. Um, because there's plenty out there, and a lot of diehards as well have been very loyal to me and Laird throughout this whole year, um, and since I suppose it started. So bring it on, roll on Limerick, this Saturday in Crow Park. Good luck, bye-bye, talk to you during the week, and if not, I'll talk to you Saturday for Talking Points Podcast. Good luck, and bye-bye.